Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about bad onboarding processes. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, hi Frederick, what do you think about the bad onboarding processes of some companies for new developers? I am feeling alone in such a company right now. Nobody has time for my questions and there are there's no documentation, there's a lack of collaboration and more. Well, a uh, that sucks. I can't really sugarcoat it. Uh, the thing that is even worse is that it's actually not an uncommon thing for you to encounter. I would say, go as far as to say that whenever you apply for any software position, software development position, you always run the risk of this happening. And this is kind of the crapshoot that is finding work. And it, this is it's extra tough if you're a little bit of a beginner and you kind of depend on all of these factors where you need other people. Because the thing about software engineering, which is the biggest, fattest lie there is, is this idea that you might get sold, which is that, oh, there's all this collaboration going on and everybody's kind of just in one big party and we are helping each other out, etc, etc. And sure, there are, there's a lot of that going on, but the reality if you want the honest to God truth, is that the norm is that you work in practically isolation. Unless you have the good fortune of working with co-workers who are fairly social. And if you're not all that social yourself, or if you're a little bit introverted or whatever, you, you, I promise you, it's, it's a lot easier to find yourself working in an isolated fashion as a software developer than it is to find yourself working in a really collaborative environment with a lot of people who like really want to, you know, just nerd out about stuff and be happy and to do all these things together. And it really comes down to one and only one thing. What type of people are you working with? That's the only thing that matters. The company onboarding process is a joke nine times out of ten. Almost always. There is very, very little in terms of, usually, in terms of investment into an onboarding process. The the companies who do this really, really well will, I'm trying to try to remember now guys, there's like this balancing act as well because I mean a good onboarding process, I mean Sure, if you're working for a company that is ludicrously invested in this sort of stuff, you might have something in place that really, really looks good and so forth, and might be a very nice experience for you. But honestly, the trend today is that every company runs each individual team in a very like team by team basis. So if you go to team A, they might have like the best team lead that you've ever met and this this person is like super social and like super friendly, etc, etc. And then the other team, you go to team B, is like just a bunch of introverts, they're kind of like super experienced, nobody really talks to anybody else and they kind of just do their thing. And the, to add to that problem it is that it, there's nothing the company can do about that. 
like or rather it's nothing that they will they want to do anything about in many cases they want the teams to make their own decisions because that's the trend right but that also means that uh, the quality of each individual and the state of readiness of every team and this is a much bigger topic trust me when i say holy shit i've had some fights with so-called ctos and vps of engineering who doesn't who seems to not understand the difference between allowing people to make their own decisions and having a company where there is one team that is ready to make a critical business decision and everybody else is behind to the point where they're we're, we're almost breaking the law uh, but that's me that is unfortunately the reality and so this is why I tell people that the number one thing you can do if you want to avoid this sort of thing is to make sure that this is something that you check for as part of the screening process. And here is um, here's another nice little nugget of awfulness. It's extremely rare. I would say that nobody does this practically. I've only ever met one or two companies who has even considered this. That you get to meet your future co-workers before you get an offer. Before you, you have to do, and th this is usually late in the process. You have to go through all of this work. You have to do the code test and an interview on phone and then maybe a technical interview and then like a background check and blood che blood checks and dental checks and STT checks. All of these things and uh, you, you kind of have to go through all of that bullshit to get to talk to somebody who you might be in, be working with in the future. If you even get to do that, you can request it, of course, but I mean, it's not a given that you're going to get to do that. And this is the this is how it is usually to get any type of job. That's why it's always a crapshoot, because you don't really know if you're going to get a good company or a bad company. So if the onboarding process sucks for you, I'm very sorry to say that there is not a whole lot that you can do about that. This is... Uh, well, in a sense, I would say that what you are, you are experiencing here is being thrown into the water and now you need to learn how to swim. And if, if, oh, well, if you're going to go with that analogy, if you have a nice dad or a nice mom, they will understand that it's probably good to, you know, maybe just if things go really south, put the hand on your belly just to keep your sort of above the waterline. But the really bad ones, they're going to put the fucking rock around you. And that's from what I can see what you're saying here. That's probably what you're experiencing right now. And here is the real issue, because there's a person who replied here. And I hope that this person is joking, but uh, I'll just read it out for you. So the suggestion was that this the subscriber should run go as far get the get away from this company etc etc and so this person replies to this other subscriber who answered the question are you really sure about that i really don't know know why these companies make people suffer i have five days trying to create my first pull request and i don't see anybody worrying about it and i feel bad now and i rejected a better opportunity than another company but the truth is that i need the money and yeah, this this is the life. But what you are experiencing now, this is something that might happen in the next company or it might not happen in the next company. That's kind of, 
it's always that's and this is not just for us software developers it's in every single company the one thing i really truly think that you should consider though is to i mean if you are truly miserable then yes you need to move on but you you should understand that to survive effectively as a software developer is to learn to be independent it is extremely important that you learn to be self-reliant as a software developer because even though you might have thought differently and in many cases companies want more collaboration they want to move in a direction where people are helping each other out more and more the norm is still that you are just it's like it's lit, almost a little bit as like being a jazz mu musician or like a a person like an artist who goes into like a temporary group gig to like just place to do something together with some other people you are primarily on your own in almost everything you do and you can get a lot of help and that's the thing that you really want to go for finding co-workers who are willing to guide you and help you and so forth but the norm is that you need to be able to do stuff on on your own ask for help try to get something going with your co-workers in the specific company and if it's really is impossible and you're you feel horrible then see if you can find something else but i really urge you to remember that the best thing that you can do is to learn as quickly as possible to rely on yourself more than you rely on others so what i want you to take away from this is that other people are awesome and it's really good if you can find co-workers who are collaborative and like they're gonna help you with answering questions and so forth and so forth and you have to remember as well you have to ask for help you have to be bold enough to be new at something and kinda make a fool out of yourself and try your best all these things you need to go through and you can never really tell even if you interview in uh, companies and you get to meet your coworkers, you can get a gut feeling, but you can never know how the onboarding process is going to look and so forth. And it's not like the company doesn't want to give you a good onboarding process. It's everything from that they are not aware of the holes in their own onboarding process because you're like the first hire they've had in a long time, or they're allowing their teams to run autonomously, which means that each team is responsible for doing this thing and they don't really have anybody who is good at doing it, so nobody does it because everything is in everybody's head because if you can if you know it on the inside of this skull thing you have here then who cares if it's out there in the open so that other people can learn they can just come to you right that's great and I know if you're watching this John I know that you know what I'm talking about anywho so remember that remember that it is important for you to get to a point where you are self-reliant try to be open try to seek connections with people and help other people out but you need to learn to stand on your own legs as quickly as humanly possible because i promise you that is going to be the norm when you work as a software developer have a great day